Hi and welcome once again to our daily devotion podcast. Today's Eve of Chinese New Year and I wish you all a blessed weekend. Today we will look at Matthew chapter 11 verse 20 to 30. Let us pray. Father, speak your truths to us that we may know that your ways are not the difficult, painful way It is the way of the easy yoke and the light burden that we may run to you instead of running away from you. Knowing, Lord, that as we come to you, you will lift our burdens and you lead us in the way of life that is easy. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles had been performed because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. But I tell you that it will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, No one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We spoke yesterday about a need for repentance. Repenting from allowing the culture of the world to enter into our lives and enter into the church. I said yesterday that when we first came to Christ, when we gave our lives to Christ, we gave to Him because we realized our need for God, our hunger for God, our dependence on God. We wanted to know this God and to have this God rule in our lives. And we thought little about how self-righteous we were. We thought we knew that we were unrighteous. We knew that what we needed was forgiveness. But as we grew in the Christian faith, instead of growing more mature, we allowed the ways and the culture of the world to infect us. So much so that we no longer sought God as much. But we wanted God to do things for us. We wanted God to be at our beck and call to give us the things that we wanted. And the things we wanted were not the peace, nor the presence, nor the security that that God could give, but rather the things that we demanded of Him. And then again, no longer did we see ourselves as sinners, but we saw ourselves as self-righteous. And instead of welcoming other sinners to know this God, we started to exclude people because they did not fit 
our idea of what morality was. And we need so much to repent from that. But then today's passage tells us about the hardening of hearts, that not often will we repent. Jesus was telling these cities, these cities where God was present, where God worked miracles and said, if the more sinful ones, if Ty and Sidon, if Sodom had, had seen and witnessed such miracles, they would have repented long ago. Ty and Sidon had been mentioned several times in the Old Testament as destined for condemnation, for judgment and destruction. We don't know what their sin was in those cases. But Sodom, we do know. When we, we often think of the word sodomy, but actually sodomy is a, it's a modern term. And the sin of Sodom wasn't about homosexuality. The sin was of Sodom, as spoken of by Jewish rabbis that understood what the context was. The sin of Sodom was inhospitality was the wicked way in which they treated visitors, they, visited, they treated outsiders. Remember how Lot and his family, um, how the angel of the Lord visited Lot and his family and what the people wanted to do to them. It was, they were known for being wicked and cruel towards outsiders and visitors. And then they were destroyed by God. But Jesus then said, if even Sodom had experienced, had seen the, the miracles that was done by Jesus, they too would have repented. What is very telling about this is that these cities were known to be godly cities. In fact, Capernaum, where Jesus spent his time healing and working miracles, they thought that they were a good city. And that's the problem with hardening of the hearts. You see, miracles can work two ways. A miracle could be done in a certain place and people will see the presence of God and turn and repent of their sin. But in a context of hardened hearts, when miracles are done, people may become more arrogant and fail to turn from their sins. And this was what was happening to Capernaum. When Capernaum saw the miracles, instead of repenting, they thought that they were more holy than others. They thought that they were more powerful than others. And they thought they were, they deserved heaven, when in fact they deserved hell. It's such a telling statement when Jesus says, And Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to the Hades. Imagine when miracles were done in Capernaum. They thought themselves to be a super church, a church so close to God, a church so anointed by God. Not a church, but a culture. They, they thought that they were a people whom God was rewarding. And therefore, they would be going rising to the highest heaven. But what they did not know was that the hardness of hearts would result in their going to hell. It's a sobering thought when we think of ourselves and our churches. When miracles are done, what do we think of ourselves? Do we turn to God in repentance? Or do we turn to arrogance and think that we are better than others, a better church, a better person, a more powerful person, a more powerful church? 
and all of this. It's a sobering thought. But it just occurred to me then why perhaps there's a death of so few miracles among us. That miracles often take place in third world countries where people have never heard the gospel. And we hear of great healings. We hear of even the raising of the dead. But where we are in our churches, we hardly ever see such things. Something to think about. Could it be that this is the mercy of God? That because when God works miracles, people turn to Him in repentance, there will be more miracles. But in a place where hearts are hardened, and that miracles only serve to make us more arrogant, to think higher of ourselves than we should, then God in His mercy holds back the miracles so that judgment will not be poured upon, heaped upon us. Let's think about that. But think more about hardening of our hearts. You know it's so necessary then for us to come before God and say to God in Psalm 139, say, Search me, O God, and know my heart today. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. It needs to be a constant prayer to God to keep our hearts soft, that we may keep asking God, God, search my heart, test me, try me, know my heart, and let me know my heart, that I may never go the way of the hardening of hearts, I may never go the way of self-righteousness, of thinking myself better than others, but that I will always, my heart will always be tender towards you. And then Jesus went on with a prayer. He says, he prayed, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. What puzzled me for so long was why it was that the Father would be pleased to hide it from the wise and the learned. I mean, isn't it a wicked thing to do that God would hide truths from the wise and the learned. And yet I've realized the wisdom of God in doing so. What happens when only the wise and the learned know the way of God? It becomes a monopoly of knowledge. The situation then becomes where the wise and the learned, those who have the wisdom of God, turn it into an exclusive commodity they become the elite. Only we know the ways of God. None of you simple, uneducated people know the ways of God. And this was what happened in the early church. In those times where the Catholic Church claimed to have the monopoly, the sole monopoly of the knowledge of God. And they distorted the word of God. They could teach the simple people anything all the lies that would enrich themselves. The simple people knew, didn't know any better, and they just accepted everyone's word. What a tragedy that was. You know what? If the secrets of the kingdom of God were only restricted to the wise and the learned, then most of us, the simple folk, would not even dare to read the Bible, would not attempt to know God. And our 
mentality would be, I don't know, I can't, when I read the Bible, I cannot understand. We leave it to the elite, the pastors and the scholars to teach us. You know what? When God hears that, he says, what utter rubbish, even your babies know better. Because that's what Jesus is saying, even your babies understand me better. And so this is the truth, that each of you can know God deeply. One of the reasons why I started this podcast was to assure you, was to help you to understand that, that each of you is capable of knowing God for yourself and together. I will want to follow, continue doing this podcast for as long as it will be helpful to you. But along the way too, I want you to learn how to know God yourself, how to read the Bible and be confident that God speaks to you as much as He speaks to me and even more so. And so when we finish this series on Matthew and we'll finish the day after Easter on the 5th of April, we'll have a six-week break and then I'll begin again the preaching and the daily devotions from the book of Acts. But that will be at Pentecost um, in May, the end of May. But between the beginning of April and the end of May, I will be assigning you passages from the book of Acts to read in preparation for our study of the book of Acts. And then I'll teach you how to ask questions, how to search scriptures, and to find out for yourself the truths that God has for you. I think it will be a very thrilling experience knowing that you don't have to depend on what pastors say or what pre good preachers tell when you listen to when you watch videos from other churches and read books but rather to know that God speaks directly and personally to you you will know the ways of God and that's a wonderful thing I want us to be so thrilled to know that each of us can come to God and God will reveal himself to you, to us, to me. So we will do this slowly in stages and so that each of us, the fast and the slow, will realize how close we can come to God and know his ways. And then Jesus ends with this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is one of the most beautiful and reassuring passages in the Bible. You know, over this time of devotion, some of you have expressed to me how hard it is to follow Jesus. And I say not at all. It is not difficult at all to follow Jesus. The pain in life isn't about following Jesus. It's about not following Jesus. When we do not follow Jesus, we carry burdens, the yoke that makes life so difficult for us. The way of Jesus is the way of the light burden and the easy yoke. Think about this. The way of Jesus is the way of the light burden and the easy yoke. 
Jesus says, I am humble. That Jesus is humble and gentle in heart. Do you know what this means? That Jesus is not demanding at all. He's not telling you, if you don't follow me, you will die. Well, Jesus does say that, but in a different context. It's not that he will kill you, but the weight of the world and the weight of the burdens will kill you. But we often misunderstand this and think that if I don't follow Jesus, Jesus is going to kill me. No, Jesus is gentle and humble. When you follow him and you stumble, Jesus isn't going to force you and drag you. He's going to lift your burdens and help you to walk. When Jesus warns you that you will die if you don't follow him, that's because you will die under the weight of your own burdens and your own sin. That will kill you. When you come to Jesus, he lifts all that off you and then gently leads you one step at a time. You know, Jesus is the most gentle master you can ever have. Not demanding at all. He gives you time. He gives you, he heals you. He strengthens you before he ever drags you to do anything. And he never drags anyone anyway. Perhaps it is us pastors, leaders who have misinterpreted and led you, forcing you to live very difficult lives, lives that we ourselves could not have lived. That's not the way of Jesus. And so knowing that today will be a very heavy day for you as you prepare frantically for a reunion dinner and all that, let me then help you to come to Jesus, the one who is gentle and humble in heart, whose yoke is easy, whose burden is light, that he may lift your burdens and gently hold your hand and lift you up so that you feel the lightness of life and the peace of God within you. So let's do this exercise together. Be still now and shut your eyes and think of all these burdens that you are carrying. Burdens of a very busy life. More than that, lots and lots of worries. Worries about tomorrow, about next week, even about next year and the years to come. So many worries that weigh down on you. You worry about your children's exams. You who are children worry about your exams and your future. And whether you make it through your exams, and whether you make it to the university, and which university, what will happen when you graduate? Will you have a job, a good job? Worrying about your finances, These are big things that weigh us down. I want you to see Jesus in front of you, saying, give me your burdens. Give me your burdens. And see yourself then taking each of these burdens and lay them before Jesus. Can you do that? Give you a bit of time. Each time you think of 
a burden. You see it as a little, as a big box, heavy stone. Just drop it. If you can't carry it even, just drop it at Jesus' feet. And then, say to Jesus, Lord Jesus, you lead me in my life. Lead me gently. But I want you now to be my leader and my master. The one who will chart my future because you give me a good future. You give me a future that has much peace and joy because you love me. And lead me in your ways. Because these are, this is the best way for our lives. Let me pray for you. Father, we ask that you will now lift our burdens from us. We have had so many burdens, so many worries in our lives. But God, you are gentle. We have often seen you differently and failed to see that you are gentle and humble in heart. We've often seen you as this difficult taskmaster that makes us ashamed of ourselves, that demands things from us, that drags us in a way of discipleship that is painful, that hurts us, that scares us. And yet, Lord, even when you say to leave all to follow, you are saying, throw your burdens and come and follow me. Follow you freely, joyfully. Because that is the life that will lead to peace and rest. Father, be gentle on us. Because we are vulnerable and we are weak, we find it hard to follow you. Lord, we know that even as we follow you, you lead us to green pastures and still waters, and you refresh our souls. And so God, for today, give us a day of joy, of celebration. Give us a day when we will be with our families and rejoice in them and to be grateful for relationships. Give us a day, Lord, when we will be so sensitive to your presence and so grateful for each of the blessings that you give to us. Thank you, Lord, as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well then, have a really good Chinese New Year's Eve and tomorrow we will still have our devotions. Um, have a very good weekend indeed. God bless. Bye.